Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. I'm Beatrice Murad, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hello. And April Collins. Hi there. Today we will be discussing the fifth episode of Fruits Basket, I've Been Fooling Myself, Warning, spoilers for everything that has aired up to this point. Some of us have read the manga, some of us have seen the early 2000s version of the anime, but we won't be spoiling anything beyond episode 5, so don't worry. Um, So yeah, so please watch episode 5. It's great. Uh, Find out more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes. On Spotify, which is new, you can find a link on the website. Or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. All right. Tell me, did you guys like this episode? What are your general thoughts, Michelle? Oh, my goodness. Um, I just want to say when I realized like this was going to be the whole, oh, she has to go back home, like drama hashtag episode. I was kind of like, okay, but like, this is only the fifth episode of the show. Is it, are there really enough stakes to like pull this off and have it feel genuine? Like they'd really care if she was gone. And the answer is absolutely. Yes. This is definitely my favorite episode so far. And I I literally cried twice Aww. when I was watching it. Both times Tonu cried, I like cried by proxy. And it was so good. And like, wow, Tonu's dad's side of the family is the worst. <laughs> oh my gosh. It this was such a nice episode though. And such a nice culmination of like how much of a difference she's clearly made in those two boys' lives at this point. Yeah. And they like they literally like can't be okay as soon as she's gone. And they both grapple with it in different ways based on their personalities and very good resolution. I'm so happy for her. She finally got picked in the fruits basket. Now I know what fruits basket like means in the context of the the story and that was like very heartwarming too so very good episode lots of emotions but very good yeah yeah i'm glad i'm glad i'm not the only one who like just instantly cries when totu i'm glad i'm not alone there (laughs) (laughs) april what about you what did you think uh well i also cried so that's i'm glad all three of us could have had a cry together um you know within our own homes watching the same thing um because yeah it was it was very like emotional and like it's it's interesting like what will like elicit like that type of emotional response out of I guess anyone but myself especially um because like some days I'm like this should be making me cry and I'm not crying and then like and then other things I'm just like I'm like instantly in tears um but because I feel so like heavily connected to Toru like like, I started crying even before that because I was just so upset that, like, her dad's side of the family was just so mean to her. Like, and for no reason whatsoever. And I think that's the part that gets me the most is that, like, there's literally no reason for them to be, like, this mean and this cold to her. Um, and so, and I'm sure we'll get more into that later. But what I did like is that we kind of had, like, we sort of, like, played with the format of this episode a little bit. And um, we kind of had, like, the first, like, the first part of it was, like, all from, like, Toru's perspective. And then the second half was from, like, Yuki and Kyo's perspective. And so I really liked that we were kind of, I guess, like, getting a little bit more inside of their heads. And we even had, like, a sort of, like, Shigure 
um, internal monologue kind of thing. It wasn't, it was like one sentence, but it was still like kind of nice, I guess, to be like, I guess that we are getting the chance to sort of connect with these characters in that way and not just with Toru. So I really liked that. And then also I have to give it up to like the, like people who like, uh, I guess like did all of like the animation and everything like that because those like city scenes or whatever like when they were looking for the house were just so beautiful like and then they were also from like places like real life places in Japan and I was even more like astounded like seeing like the comparison pictures I was like wow this is like amazing like this is why I love animation so yeah yeah I agree I and even I think even just the animation just in terms of their faces and their mm-hmm. expressions like mm-hmm. Toru looked so much cuter this episode than Nor- she's already cute but for some reason <laughs> yeah. her just her face just screamed like I just wanted to squeeze her cheeks I was like why are you so cute this episode more so than normal like what is what is going on now, she, definitely- she's in her winter uniform that's yes, why that's why oh. <laughs> I just was just like you look like a little puppy like what is like that you must be protected maybe it's because she was so vulnerable this episode that they were like we got to really make her cute to make people really feel it um but but no yes it was (laughs) (laughs) i mean i i agree this is anime team's agenda yes yes, you gotta really we gotta really make them cry yeah exactly um uh, i agree this is i think this may be for me my favorite episode so far um and it's not as funny as say last episode but it's definitely mm-hmm. um, has the this emotional weight and does a lot of heavy lifting in terms of the characters. And I feel like this show is going to be – it's not like nothing happens in it, but it's kind of going to be kind like another anime that I love that's called Maria Samagami Teru, which is – which the jo- running joke on that show is that nothing happens, but it's so dramatic. Whereas with this one, things <laughs> oh. happen, but it is so slow that it kind of feels like you're kind of like, oh, like, it doesn't feel like a lot of time has passed. It doesn't feel like a lot has happened, but a lot has happened. And it's just emotionally, it's just such a fulfilling show to watch that it's just, it's just, it's just, it's so great. Whenever I'm like, I just, I, it's just, it brings a smile to my face. It's a wonderful, wonderful episode for a wonderful, wonderful show. Um, but let's talk about this opening before we get to the like opening credits. They have like a cold opening of sorts. There's not really a lot of music and it's just like not even like sound like just like this kind of just like background sounds but it's just it, it it was kind of jarring how it just seemed so serious. It was just like a very cold kind of thing where every it just establishes that we're not they're not joking around like she's leaving. She's leaving and then we get this kind of very very smooth, but somewhat like very jarring cut to a flashback with the mom. And it's kind of, and it, you know, we get to see like Toru being like, we get to see the theme of the episode, which is the problem that Toru is, can't be selfish. That that's the biggest issue with her, that she can't struggle with it. And it's just, it was such an effective way, not only to set up the tone, um, and the smooth, but to set up the, point of the episode like the emotional problem and uh arc of the episode and also the the just in terms of again with animation again that that transition to the to the flashback was so well done i think that it just kind of shows you like they're like they're really firing on all cylinders and it i was just wondering what did you guys think of this opening in particular before they play the opening song i liked it 
I thought, like, I think it, uh, like, I agree with you that it did a really great job of establishing the tone of this episode. Because up until this point, um, everything's been really, like, lighthearted um, and, you know, fun. And, I mean, there's been serious, like, like touches of seriousness. Um, but, like, this one, like, really, like like greatly established like we're not like like you said like we're not joking around in this episode like this is this is what's happening and i i will say that the i agree that the the like the i guess the transition to the flashback was slightly jarring because it was so smooth like i almost wish that it had not been that smooth because the first time i watched it i was like wait, what is going on? Like, I literally, like, had a, a moment. disorienting. Yeah, it was very disorienting. And so, because, but because it was also so smooth, like, and that I was like, wait, why, what is happening? Like, I literally did, like, I had to stop for a moment and then go back because I thought I missed something, too. And so, like, so, it, yeah, it was very disorienting. But I, I, like, upon the second watch, I was like, okay, like, this is like really, really nicely transitioned um, into a flashback because sometimes flashbacks are just like, like straight cuts and like there it's not as successful. And I understand why you're doing it. And that way is because like, you like, you're really trying to establish that like you're within a flashback. Um, But I think that it was like, nice that we were sort of setting that tone especially because whenever we have a flashback with her mom it's like we're getting what we're supposed to get out of this episode and I think that it's kind of nice to get that ahead of time and then seeing the journey as to how we get there Um, whereas every other episode that we've kind of learned a lesson from mom we don't get it until the end and even though like they're sort of straightforward with what's with what is happening and up until we get to the flashback, then um, like, I just think that this is kind of a little bit nice. And again, it kind of plays with like how they're sort of messing with like the, um, the format of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say like in the previous flashbacks in the show, you're right. They, they may not be as smooth, but they're very well introduced where there's either a voiceover or like someone saying like, well, my mom used to say, and then there's like some like fancy kind of like mm-hmm. yeah. the frame actually looks kind of a little dreamish. There's this kind of dream like quality to these flashbacks. So it's like very clear. Whereas with this one, it is jarring. And I think that was very much intentional. They wanted you to be yeah. disoriented. Oh, like yeah. the director, the like- storyboarder, they wanted you to feel like, oh, wait, what's about to happen? But yeah, Michelle, what were you going to say? I like honestly I hadn't I hadn't I hadn't thought about the flashbacks until we're talking about it but I feel like one of the it served like several purposes right like the first is just like to set up like the the lesson that is going to be learned this episode for Toru she's gonna be able to finally vocalize what she wants which is like all I want for her so I'm so happy about that but it also I mean it also like it especially because this episode gets so into her father's family's perception of her mother yeah. as this like yeah. shady, violent person. The the flashback does a real surface to establishing at the very beginning, like, no, no, she's like a great mom. She really cared about her daughter. Like as far as we can rely on Toru as an like a, an objective person, she's actually wonderful. So we're on Toru's side with her mom. And I feel like the last thing actually the the flashback does is like cause the reason it's so smooth seeming is because like she she starts a conversation in the present day kitchen with like her mom from the past 
And I wonder if the reason they did that is because, like, she's she's kind of she's in the same place she was in that flashback, like she's in the kitchen, and she's also doing a similar activity, like she's deciding to cook when it's actually like a very generous thing for her to do because. Like, you know, like in the present day, like the Soma family's like, nah, it's your last day. Like, let's go eat out. And she's like, no, 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 I'm going to cook for you. Like, she's being very selfless. And in the flashback, she's cooking while she's like already sick for her right. mom. And her mom's like, yo, like, you shouldn't be out of bed. You're sick. What are you doing? And she's like, no, nah, I want to do a nice thing. So I feel like it's that kind of like both those moments work together for a flashback because they're illustrating that Toru is just this kind of person and she she tends to be this selfless in general. And that's why, like, her mom being able to tell her, like, look, it's okay to be selfish sometimes. Like, you can live a little is so nice in juxtaposition to that. So yeah. I guess that's, like, all the things a flashback could mean makes sense to me. I love it. I think it works great as a narrative thing. Yeah. yeah, totally. And and the show is very, like, some people try not to lean in on flashbacks. And the show is like, no, nah, not, I don't <laughs> yeah, care. Nah, son. No, I'm going like- to, I'm going to do what I want. And I want to, and I'm like, great. It's a, it's a, it's a good device. It's a, it's, it's a great device when you do it well. And I right, think the show exactly. like has already established that it can do flashbacks and be successful because sometimes like a show that relies on too heavily on flashbacks, like we sort of get over it and like we don't yeah. take as, as much away from it. And so like, especially in this episode, it's extremely successful because we do get to like see like, Toru's mom being like super loving and caring and then like we cut to like her you know her I guess her family-in-law's like vision I guess idea of her and we're like yeah but that that's not it you know like maybe that was her at one point in time and if it was she's obviously grown but you haven't seen that and you're never going to get to and you don't deserve to either so right yeah totally all right well moving on we do finally learn about the title. Everyone, every time we talk, everyone's like, "Where's the <laughs> yes. fruit? Where's the fruit basket?" We Are the fruit going baskets? to battle baskets? Exactly. Yes. They turn into fruit. That's their secret, secret curse. <laughs> secret, secret curse. It's that exactly. Yes, they can't Pio eat fruit. Turns into ha- fruit. That's what happens. That's exactly. the true form. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but yeah. So. It starts the, – the, it's another flashback. Well, kind of a flashback. This one's more like a dr- – this one's more like what we normally see with Fruits Basket. And it is a bit more dream flashback because we don't see the faces of people. It's just very much like – I don't know. It's very, it's very creepy in a way. Um, but leading up to it, we have this image – we have this like very – this still of Toru like smiling while looking at her mom's picture thinking how silly she is for believing she could be, become part of the Soma family. And how painful was that <laughs> smile? Let's just take a moment to just – that smile was so painful. Like she's just eyes shut, smiling like without showing any teeth. And I'm just like, no, baby, no. <laughs> it was so sad and I just need to point that out. But – we do finally get it. It's a game. Fruits Basket is a game that they used to play in school and, I guess, in preschool or pre-K or I don't know. Um, and we're shown that boys suck because for some <laughs> reason, for some reason, 
they just wouldn't pick. They're like, okay, we're going to play Fruits Basket. I guess it's like, what is it? Duck, Duck, Goose kind of similar? But like a harsher game because the, the goose is the one who gets picked, but the rice ball does not get to play. Right. Because apparently, because everyone's like, oh, like you're going to be a fruit. You're going to be fruit. Oh, but not you, Toru. You're going to be a rice ball. And it's like, and sweet Toru's like, oh, rice balls are delicious. Yay. But it's like not realizing that they're, that means that they're not going to oh. pick her. And it's like, and she even said like, boy, always used to pick on me and it's like is it because they liked you and that's a no. horrible thing i no, hate that because it's not because she follows it up with like i suppose like it was meant to be mean or something so oh, clearly yeah. Yeah. i'm supposed to think it's like a misdirected flirting yeah. like they singled her out for some reason to to pick on because they didn't like her well here's the thing here's the thing and if I and if this and if like say it was meant to be like oh like maybe suggest that it was because they like her I like the fact that I wish they had kind of leaned into like framing like look for the girl that's not a pleasant thing it's still being picked on it's still bullying you're still bullying yeah. her I don't care why you're doing it if you're being mean to someone there is no excuse you're just being a horrible person doesn't matter your age like that's not how you're supposed to treat someone and this poor girl all she wanted was to be told onigiri and have a chance and she was not given that chance i honestly like love this like not that i wish toru any pain in her childhood but i mean i feel like toru could have become a kind of not like a trap for a character but like she's so pure and so nice it's like who could not like her except for like the silly girls at school who are like obviously jelly of her good luck with yuki having her have like a kind of actually like tough childhood where like maybe she did kind of stick out from other kids and was sort of an odd duck that is like actually like a great part of her character because like that's probably why she can connect to kyo and yuki now because they also well, are their own like, weird odd dogs. So having that kind of shared experience, I feel like is actually a really good part of this backstory we learn about her. So I'm I'm glad that it ended up like not like I'm glad it ended up that way, but like it makes such a satisfying sense narratively. Yeah, that I, I like. like I was gonna say it especially helps like establish that connection that she feels with Kyo because like we already I mean we already knew that she's like the cat the year of the cat is her favorite and she wanted to be a cat and everything and like that's very like well and very like an endearing and everything but like for her to have been picked on and essentially in the same way that Kyo has been dealing with all of his life like that's like like you're it's it's very like wow like you like you have sort of a shared experience kind of thing because I mean not that like Hers is is as bad as Kyo's, but like it's still pretty like you know traumatizing for a kid, you know. To like, there's this game going on, and like you're literally like not allowed to play because yeah, some yeah. boy sucks or whatever, or anybody sucks for for that instance. But like that's just like that's so heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It also explains that's not even a good like point. yeah. I mean, it also explains not even her connection with kill but just her connection with the year of the cat because remember when was she told that story of the cat well she, she like was the that same age, age. exactly yeah. it was that age That's so it must true. when she must have heard it and then she must have really connected with it because she was being like isolated at school and being bullied by her class so it's it just kind of it, it, it the and this is how you can tell that flashback sequences and and backstory is being told well is that even if it's like recurring, it, it, when it's used well is when you can 
keep on adding layers and layers to previous moments and suddenly we get this greater understanding of a character. It's not just like word vomit and then move forward. It's like, no, we get this better sense of why they do, why someone does what they does and why people are able to connect the way that they do. And it's just another example of why this show is so great. It's um, so it's so nice because again, like it could have been like, oh, you know, Toru, she just she, she of course she would want to be the year of the cat because she doesn't want anyone to be picked up. Like, no, this is like personal. Yeah, like it's not like she just like loves cats. It's because she's like, oh no, the cat has been ostracized, and I feel that to my core from the first basket game. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I wonder if sympathize with you, cat. I wonder if also like her mom told her that story. Like maybe she told her mom about like what had happened. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, her mom told her that story. I like just because like she does seem to be the exact same age. And so it would make sense Mm -hmm. that like her mom would try and tell her like a story to make her feel better. And then like also turn it around to be like, see, look like you love the year of the cat, which means someone like will also love you too. Or like, you know, like you'll have friends or whatever. So. I feel like it would have been, like, a good, like, like teaching moment for her mom, which right. then, of course, connects us even further into this beautiful story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will say, like, her mom didn't – she just told her the story, so it just ends with the cat being sad. So I'm trying to think, right. like – And yeah. she wasn't like, expecting – Right, thing. and she yeah. wasn't expecting Toto to connect so much with the cat, so I'm just like – what lesson was she plan- planning to tell? I was like, I don't know. It's interesting. She, um, but um, what are you, so you guys are satisfied with this reveal? You guys are pleased that it's like it's a game. It's not like more. It, you you're fine that it's like it's not like on the nose. Like no, like it's because like we end up like the last shot of the series is a close up of a fruits basket. No, you actually just you're you enjoy this reveal. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? <laughs> like there's the fruits basket. It's been here all this time. They pan over to the table and there it is. It's like a what is it the the fruit bouquet thing? Yeah, <laughs> edible arrangement. Oh my goodness! Imagine. Um, but yeah, have you guys played a game like this before? Like that, like, for me, like Duck Duck Goose was the closest equivalent. But I feel like because that seems a lot bet a lot nicer. Because I feel like this game's all about singling somebody out to not get to play instead of one person who gets to chase other I people. Don't, I don't yeah. think so. I think like the guy just said onigiri just to be annoying. I you think made it, was, it up. Yeah, I think yeah, he just I made it up. Like I the onigiri others. isn't even part of it. Yeah, like, I think he just was like, I don't want to pick you, so I'm just gonna make you not a fruit. I think that's oh, what it was. I think wow, usually it's just you pick fruit and then you yell one of them and then everybody has to like. Oh, yeah. I think it's like musical chairs in a way too. Where I'm assuming where Uh-oh. you stand, kind of. it's kind of like in a circle. You stand in the middle and then you scream apple, and then everyone who's an apple like runs it's and you up. try and get. <gasps> And you try and get like a seat. I don't know. I'm assuming that's how you play this okay. game. That would, um, I don't know. If, that checks out. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's like a, a if it's a, if it's a no, if it, I don't know if this is like a game, is an actual game in real life. Like I don't know if anyone's like grew up in in Japan. Like if that's like a game that you've actually played, like let us know. Um, I want to learn how to play it. Not only so that, I but I want to know if, they, if they, or if it was something that like the the writer like made up for the show because that might have been it too. Um, That's true. We we're curious, um, but yeah. So Yuki and Kyo obviously are not reacting well to Toru moving out. Both are moping um, and decide simultaneously basically to go after Hyo- Toru with their own set of flas- flashbacks. There are a lot of flashbacks in this episode. Um, how how long has it been since Toru has moved in? Like, do we know? 
I think at well, least a month. Like at least? At, at the very least a month. Because the other thing, I guess that's kind of a big giveaway as to how long she's been there is because, and I'm bringing it up again, but I noticed that they went from their summer uniforms to their like fall, uni- like oh. fall winter uniforms. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, so some time has like obviously passed. Um, right. But I couldn't, like, I guess we, we wouldn't necessarily know, like, how long. And it also, like, seems like they have, like, a really good sort of, like, routine going on, too. And so, like, so uh, enough time for, like, a routine to be established and, mm-hmm. um, like, for them to, I guess, kind of just be used to it at that point. Right. No, yeah. And question, we didn't, we've never, we didn't. Did the culture festival pass? Like, we're not going to see it. I don't know anymore. We might, it might come back next episode, but it has been two whole episodes. Yeah. Which yeah. feels like a long time in this show's chronology. So, yeah. especially because yeah. we don't know how time is passing between episodes. Like, <laughs> German boy hasn't come back yet. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, King. Yeah, that's why I, I was know. like, it made, it kind of left it as if like he was going to show up. Like, the next, in the, the festival, very next at the episode. Fest- yeah. Not only at the very next episode, but like, you know, he saw the flyer for the festival. So I was assuming maybe that's where he's going to show up next. There was no date on the fe- the flyer either. So true. we don't know. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. That is very true. Um, but okay, so so you guys, did you guys feel it was believable that, that uh, Kyo and Yuki were already so affected by Todu leaving? Like, was that, yeah, do you think it was already flashback. established? Right, no, what? totally, uh, totally. We saw the moments that, that stuck to them. Totally. Like they're I, defining I, moments in their relationship. Yeah, yeah defining like, moments. It, well, and not just for, like, them, but for, like, Toru, too. So, like, because yeah. it was, like, in those moments that she was just like, oh, like, I'm going to take up an interest in gardening. And I'm going to take up an interest in, like, like martial arts so that she could better connect with them. And so, like, it makes sense that, like, her making that effort to like, take an interest in their interests would also be, like, sort of, like, a, a, I guess a call to for them as well. Right. I would right. be. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, there's this, like, really great line of a book I read where uh, it, it's it's in reference to, like, f- freshman year in college, but uh, it, it, I feel like it fits with adolescence, too, where it's, like, a couple weeks are like months in in young people life, like in adolescent, in like in in early adulthood and adolescence, like that's forever. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like everything's happening, like like oh, like you can get very attached to people very quickly. Yeah. Like, it's very. Mm-hmm. It's and these are the this is the age range where like it, relationships can become very intense very quickly. So it also makes sense. Um. So yeah. So let's move on to Toru's family, which is. There. Oh, uh, <laughs> I just have one thing to say right yeah. off the bat. I do not look forward to that woman's son becoming a police officer because Same. if he can say such gross things to his relative, can you imagine him being on the street? Like, what a menace! Frankly, yeah. wow. I do not want him to Lee pass his exams. Him. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. So, speaking of that, so I, so. Okay, one, we, we, it's revealed that her aunt had like a private investigator looking into Toru. And she explains that it's because her mom had this kind of sketchy past. So does, did she know at one point Toru was living in a tent? 
Oh, she must have, right? She yeah. did that for like and a also, month why or so. Why didn't she do anything about that? Right? Like, what's wrong with her? Like that was that was, that was like strike one, and then and then you had her strike two was that her mom her aunt thought that Toru had like an older boyfriend slash sugar daddy, yeah. like just and that was like okay and well what kind of like bothered my mind was that Toru wasn't even like denying it she was just like staying quiet and it was really and this is a great kind of the one of the reasons why this episode kind of. Sur- surpasses the others for me and and is the top of my list of best episodes so far is because the attention to detail the moment that they start kind of in a way bad talking Toto's mom you know you see that kind of anime trick where they cover Toto's eyes the eyes yeah with the thing and and then Mm -hmm. yep and she like tightens her grip on like her on her on her bag or, or, or on her shirt and you know it's like it's those little instances where it's like that's what makes all the difference it's like it's it show it's the body language and them taking the time, the production crew of the show taking the time to actually animate those moments is so key. And this guy, so <laughs> I, okay, like he basically says, "quote Those people didn't do indecent things, indecent things to you, did they?" And it's like, is he is he threatening her? Is he like insinuate? Okay, is he being rude and crossing a line, or is he actually like? suggested being suggestive and being like sexually like trying to assault her in a way like suggesting like no is totally that the under- that's what he's yeah. saying oh, he's sure. like he's smiling and the, his tone like it's very like mm, like wink winky which is like very super gross too yeah he like gets all up in her face when he does it mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Oh, are they indecent to you? You yeah. know, it's like he's picturing uh, it. He's picturing the things that could have gone on, and it's, that it's alone, very, it made me feel dirty, like yeah. for Toru and it, for it myself. Made and Kyo feel like re- really gross too. They were like, "Whoa, this guy, yeah. <laughs> hold up." <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And I mean, I will say also, so, again, adding to the detail of the show. While this was all happening, like, not only with him, but with, like, since the moment they got in and her aunt was being mean to her and he was being mean to her, like, her other cousin, the girl cousin, was just being, like, annoying. Like, she wasn't being, like... she wasn't malicious. Yeah, she wasn't malicious in that way. I think she she was was just just being, like, like a teenager or whatever. She just crooks grandpa. It's like, no, it's not not the that that's Toto. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I will say, like, some... And this is, like, the brilliance of the scene. Throughout it, you see her grandpa... With his back to them. Like, you don't see his reaction. He's, like, looking away. So it added a lot of tension for me because I thought, oh, is he, like, looking? Is this, like, him being willfully ignorant and ignoring what's about to happen? And, like, ignoring what this guy is doing? Because that's often the case when... Because I don't know what it is with this show and freaking incest. But it <laughs> continues. And <laughs> it just continues. And, you know, that's what usually... Sometimes that's what happens with families. You'll see, like, if you, this happens, people will look the other way. Because they just don't want to deal with it. And they don't want to... And I was so... I was about I was about to. I was about to blow up. I was like, how dare you look away? And then how dare all these people allow this? And nope. What happens? Grandpa smacks him. He smacks him across the face. We hear Thank it. Goodness. Yes. And what's crazy is that 
is when you see a reaction from the rest of the family. Not when the dude was like saying these horrible things to Toru. No, it was when the grandfather smacked them. And that really just kind of shows again that they don't consider Toru part of their family. They don't consider her. Like, it's like, they're like, we, this is our circle. This is our people. You are not, you are out, you're an outsider and we just have to deal with you. And it was just, oh my God, the way the scene was just structured and like storyboard and everything. I was just like, it was so good. It was so good. And we'll get to the biggest moment of why it's so good. But but um what do you what do you like he you know, the grandpa he apologizes for his family. He's like, Look, they're just unpleasant people. Which was know, very- hey grandpa. It's like, no, he called you out. That that yeah. happened. He was like, Did I did I he was like not only, not only was he basically was like, Did I stutter? But he was like, Did I say something wrong? Like, am I wrong? Um, I wish he was like the real MVP of this episode. Yeah, Yeah. for real. Like, I can like, I guess I can kind of forgive him for, I guess, kind of like turning away like previously. But like, if he hadn't like done something immediately after like the like, I guess his grandson, um, you know, made his comment is what we're gonna call it um or asked his question then like i probably would have been like wow like this family is the worst and not that they aren't the worst like i think the mom and like the the cousin or whoever are like the real ones to kind of blame in this and i feel like the female cousin is just sort of like sitting on the sidelines but like her grandpa for real though and he even tells her he's like hey like you deserve better than this like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like he doesn't directly say that but he definitely like like through through what he said like he said to her like he definitely is like hey like if you have someplace better you can go like please go there not and he and he's not kicking her out he's just like trying to do like what's best for her and she probably also he probably understands that she feels obligated to them too because yeah. like their family yeah because this well their so family won and then like like they initially took her in and then also invited her back in too yeah. so I think that, like, he's just like, hey, like, here, here is your out. You can have it. Like, like, obviously, like, this is not going to be a pleasant living situation for you. So, you know, like, don't feel like you're obligated to me. Because I think that she probably feels obligated to him more than any one of those other, like, humans. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do you guys think that he was, do you think the aunt was including him in like knowing, like, did he know what was going to happen leading up to this discussion? Is like, uh, did he know, like, or is was that news to him, I, her reveal? I don't it? think he necessarily, like, he, he clearly has an idea that his family isn't the best people. But I feel like Toru's family situations, like, this is the most we kind of get in terms of her relationships to her living family, right? Yeah. And yeah. it seems like my impression that this was like, okay, like, I didn't even know whose side of the family grandpa was on until this episode. And this kind of like, yeah. okay, they all have gray hair. Her dad had, like, blackish gray hair. So clearly it's his family. Yeah. To me, this says, like, a number of things. One, like her mom and dad either like he died or they divorced when she was really young. She lived with her mom and probably didn't see her dad side of the family very much at all. So they really like had no perspective of her because if they knew her at all, they would know how sweet she was and they'd never suspect all these sketchy things of her. So I feel like there's a lot of ignorance that comes from them. Just like maybe this is the first time they've literally seen her in like 10 or 12 years um and i feel like that's part of the situation too like she her mom dies they don't know her they didn't like her mom maybe they blame her for like 
things with the, the the dad that they were closer to, who knows, but clearly there's some bad blood there. They don't want to take her in. They say they don't have enough room. Grandpa's like, no, I'll do it. And then when the house is renovated, they all move into it. I feel like for the grandpa, this is like, he probably hopes that they'll like, you know, keep their their feelings about her situation to themselves and like have the air of politeness but they jump on her the first day and he's like okay well if this is how you're gonna be like i i think you deserve better and i right. i really like this from the grandpa because like if the rest of the family like hated yuki's or blah, not yuki i'm Toru's mom and and hate her by proxy like there's a chance he might have too because it was you know his child that married her and he steps up for his granddaughter. And I think that, like, it honestly could have gone either way. But the fact that he did step up for her, like, I love him now. Like, good for him. He's mm-hmm. way above the rest of his family. I mean, I will say, like, I kind of wish he had been more like, she is part of our family and you shouldn't be treating her this way. That mm-hmm. part of me mm-hmm. wanted it to be that reaction. Um, but also, but like, I agree. Like, I agree with what you say. I do think it has been established that her father died when she was young. He so died. that's why okay. yeah. um, that, that was has already been established. And I think maybe do they, if, if her mom had a sketchy past and we do see her kind of having that kind of gangster kind of look to her that's very similar to Yugi's uh not Yugi uh Todu's friend um mm-hmm. uh, which by the way I'm like is this one of those situ- is it like is this like a Harry Potter situation <laughs> you know like, how you know how Snape hated the trio because they put together are basically Lily Potter you know because her mind yeah. is the brains yeah. and the muggle-born and then Harry's the dot the, the eyes and then Ron's the red hair so put it together and there you have oh, it oh that's hilarious so oh my goodness I was like maybe like she unconsciously subconsciously like uh created her mom through these people you had kill with the hair you have um you have uh her friend with the like the gangster kind of aesthetic like you know what i mean it's like maybe this was like all like i'm just saying there's there's there poor toru is basically what i'm saying uh (laughs) but anyway i do think that maybe they might they might think there was some foul play that maybe it was because like they never approved of him being with her. Right. Then, I think that's yeah. it. Right. Like they, yeah. maybe that she was uneducated right. and that was yeah. enough for them to be like, Oh, she must be sketchy if she didn't go to school and have like a good job. Like yeah. that could have been enough for them to already peg her as this sketchy person. Yeah. And I just wonder if like, they think there was maybe a foul play involved. Like maybe he died because he apparently he died. I think it was, I know, we know that her mom died from an accident. I don't know if we know how he died. No. So maybe yeah. they, like, they might think like, look, he sh- it was because of her that he died. Like he she got him killed. I don't know from whatever reason it might rude be. People. Like, <laughs> yeah, they might be that too. They were just like, we don't approve of you. Like we don't consider you part of the family. Which again is further like shows how she can connect with Kyo so much because he he's going through the same thing where they don't see yeah. him as an outsider they don't see him as part of the family mm-hmm. even though and, and it's interesting I'm like I'm curious to see if will she continue does she want to be a part of this family like you know does she want to be part of the Honda like family like Kyo wants to be part of the 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 Soma family or does she want to kind of or is she going to be that example that where he's going to see like look she doesn't need that family to be happy like she you can create your own family Mm -hmm. and will she live by example and like he will see that and go oh you know what like, will she be what allows him to learn that he doesn't need to be 
doesn't need to force himself back in. Like he could be happy just being himself and stuff. Probably they're already yeah. like halfway there with the the mini family, right? Holding yeah. hands down the street. Yeah, oh, it's man. just a matter well, of time. Well, they're already like I guess like a they like they do a great job i guess kind of too like in the beginning of the episode whenever she's like saying she's leaving like they sort of set up like that precedent like this is the family she's like oh yeah Mm -hmm. like i've got this Mm -hmm. taking care for you and don't forget this and that and like yeah like the meal meal prepping and everything like that and so and like they've already kind of established that this is like a family and maybe like it's not the traditional family um but i think i think that's gonna be like not just like a good influence upon like like Kyo, but also Yuki too, because totally. like yeah. Yuki's trying to get away from that family, and so like it's it's interesting because Yuki has like this really like negative image of family, and so like this could be like by having Toru live in the house and them establishing like this cute little like family that like it's it it's an opportunity for him to see like okay like. It doesn't have to be like the Somas. It can be like this. Right. Some families can be good, actually. Yeah. And 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 the same for like Toru too, because I like I'm sure she probably tried to connect with like her dad's side of the family, and it was just really unsuccessful. And I think a lot of like the feelings that she expresses in this episode, as she's talking about like having to move back in, and like I can't believe I thought I could be a part of the Soma family, like all of those things. I feel like they're like her previous experience with her dad's side of the family sort of coming like like bubbling up in this moment for her because it's not like she's being kicked out of the Soma house. She's like choosing to leave, but they also don't stop her. And that's probably what she might've been like looking for is for them to say like, Oh no, stay here. Like you're our family. The thing is, I mean, that makes so much sense, but like it took me until the rewatch to realize she in her head, she's like dying. Right. Yeah. But she actually acts pretty chipper up until she gets in the new house. Like she acts like everything is normal. She's very pleasant to them. So I don't think like she really gave them a good hit that she was like aching on the inside to stay, which is like, just like a total thing. Right. She, she doesn't want to be a burden. She, she, she wants people to feel okay. She doesn't want to make herself like a big deal but that's why it's so good that she like finally is honest twice and that Yuki even like demands that they stay until they can confirm that it is what she wants yeah yeah I mean that I think is the most important thing it's like because maybe they didn't know and it's when he stops Kyo and goes no wait we Mm. have to do what she wants and it's when she reveals that she wanted to go home and that's when we get to this amazing the most amazing moment (laughs) of the episode he wastes no time as soon as she says those words he's like no time (laughs) I just like I I went from like my heart breaking when she just breaks when she breaks down that first time and just goes like mm-hmm. I I want it I should I why didn't I say anything I should have just got I I feel I'm so blessed I shouldn't be complaining but I want to go home to them and then he literally like the most magical moment <laughs> he just yeah. leads it and then he goes yeah come Lee on home and home. I just I screamed I was like I I, I screamed I genuinely okay. I just. You know, for 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 these for the previous like four episodes, I was like Team Kyo. I was like, he's great, like he's awkward, but like he's so cute and the midriff and this and that. 
<laughs> but let me just you, you say also though yeah let yeah. me just say this is what convinced me i was like this is i am team yuki for the uh, win like yes like guys. he just <laughs> the way he just was not only was he so swift but he was so smooth and also we didn't know up to that up to that point we didn't see like the whole story with them we just saw her crying and then suddenly he magically appears yeah. like a beautiful prince and i'm just like yuki no stop i shouldn't feel this way but i do it was so great and his hair was like like moving like well, with right, emotion her hair it was, was moving very anime but it worked very well here oh man it yeah. worked so well it worked so well who cares if they're inside and the windows are closed it feels perfect it's so perfect um but yeah so and then once we get to this moment there's a very and uh, april mentioned this earlier um there's a very interesting switch and the episode does something that hasn't been done yet because the episode the show does a lot of flashbacks but never does it and that can be considered non-linear storytelling because it's like it goes back in time and then it tell it, it fills you in on things. But that feel flashbacks to me sometimes, at least the way they do these flashbacks usually feel more like exposition. They just feel more like they're just there. That usually there's like a voiceover and then they're just telling you information. You're seeing it visually, mm-hmm. but with. This, they do something interesting where they literally do go back in time very brief. They go back to the moment that she leaves and then we go like, how did, basically it explains, how did Yuki show up? And it, did that work for you? Did you like that? Did you, were you a little confused because the show hasn't done this before? Or were you just like, okay, were you very quick to get on board and just, um, and did you like, did you feel like they executed this well? Um, I think it, it took Shigure yeah. saying like, oh, well, she's gone. That was anticlimactic to be like, oh, like reorienting you. Okay, so this is like a couple hours ago or however most. Like it took like a little bit. But once he said that, I was on board. I was not yeah. confused after that. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. What about you, April? You no, I thought it was like super successful. And I don't think it was jarring. And I don't I don't remember being confused by it. Because, um, it, I mean, maybe it was a little bit confusing because you don't yet realize that you're kind of in that exact moment because it kind of is positioned in a way that makes you think that like, oh, this is like happening elsewhere in the world kind of thing. So, but I think it was really well done. Like, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I finally I just I it kind of like it just opened this new door to like what the show can do and I was like ooh you're willing to do this I'm excited because yeah. now it's like oh okay now we can we can play with nonlinear storytelling a lot mm-hmm. more because before it was pretty strict to just flashbacks now I'm like oh okay let's do this um, but well, yeah so yeah I was just say we're also playing from like a non Toru perspective too yeah. which I feel like mm-hmm. I don't know if we've seen that a whole bunch before but like that's also very exciting because we get to know these characters outside of Toru and get like a, a different perspective on them yeah. yeah yeah totally um so yeah so we get this um so we basically it, basically all that happens is they go from moping to deciding to go search for Todu <laughs> to they find they fight while they search for her and they can't find okay. her and then finally they find her um and I think it is really important that they listened to her break I mean as painful as it was they were very good they they had to hear her say it before they acted as I mentioned before um so yeah, Yuki shows up and there's this like annoying moment where the the, oh, the, the family he calls reacts. Oh, him a babe. And he was yeah. like a babe. But then it's like what there's this babe. like 
But not only that, but then, like, the moment continues where he's like, wait, you're a boy? And then yeah. it's, like, mm-hmm. throughout the rest of it, every time we just we just see this guy basically having, like, a gay panic attack. Yeah, he's having, just, a, he's oh, having yeah. an attraction crisis. Right. And I'm just like, okay, like, it's funny the first time, maybe the second. By the end, I'm just like, okay, you're overplaying this. Like, I don't like you, and I don't, like, I'm not going to, no. <laughs> so, I don't know. I felt the joke was a little dated. Maybe it stretched out for too long. That's just me. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Um, how do you um, feel about that? It was fine. Like I, I feel like it's it's kind of nice to like put him in his place almost too. Like right, right. like I you were know. a rude person. Why shouldn't you have like a sexuality crisis at this moment? So plus, like the most <laughs> handsome man knocked you over by flicking your forehead. Flicking your forehead. Right. Like, clearly, he's superior to you in every way possible. You like, don't he, deserve Yuki. Yeah, literally flicks him and brings him to his <laughs> knees like that i mean i feel like only yuki could do that of course he mm. would and the um, way his voice changes like he was yeah. so chipper and then like he gets like kind of deep voice when he's like you don't deserve to call her chan yeah because you're, you're too you're not close enough yeah, you're not close like, enough i'm like damn yeah that's that new family forming yes! and you're not yes! I was about to say that, which is like that already shows like you are out. You're an outsider to our inner family. Yeah, you don't deserve to call her that. And it's like, and not only that, but it's like he created. He himself is the one who created that distance. He lost that right to call her that. So it's kind of like, it, I just I'm so glad that now Toru has people that can like literally be on her side and be like, no, you aren't part of her family. You wish you were. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it was so good and so satisfying. Um. But something interesting. Okay, so he Yuki shows up. Kyo's right behind him. Kyo's basically just like drags. He drags her to her. Like, all right, you're coming with me, girl. He like grabs her head and goes, oh, "You're coming with me." And um, which is and the her face throughout this entire exchange <laughs> is the most so adorable cute. thing. Mm-hmm. She's blushing. Her eyes are either like you can't see them or they're too big. It's it's the greatest thing, and she's just like. Like being like very bum, like being a bumbling, like stuttering person, and then he's just like, "Come on, you're coming with me. We're not even gonna talk to him," which is also a very cute thing to do. Where okay. Yuki's like, the one who's like, Yuki does Yuki's damage a- control, but Kyo's yeah. just like the, the negotiator, and Kyo's yeah. like, "I'm here to get it done." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which was like really great. But something interesting while Kyo is dragging Todu away, Todu's grandpa can't stop looking at Yuki. Like he can't. He's literally like looking at him. And I don't know what is he, what he's what he's thinking. What is he thinking? Like what? what, he? what I don't remember. Yeah, that. he wouldn't stop. Either. He literally is just kind of like it, it's pretty emotionless his face, but all he's doing is looking at him and won't look away. And I'm and then we it, there are several shots of just that stay on him just looking at him, looking up to him, and I'm just like, hmm, what is he's he? He's probably thinking? thinking like this is the family Toru deserves. Yeah. Like, or like yeah. he's at least like assessing the situation and assessing Yuki and trying to make a determined like I guess at the end of the day like Toru's grandpa is technically her guardian mm-hmm. yeah. and so he's probably also like you know just like from the sidelines assessing the situation and feel and like deciding whether or not he needs to intervene at this point like okay does this like very attractive man have my granddaughter's best interests at heart like <laughs> or- the answer is yes 
Yes. The answer is yes. Okay. Like, uh, well, he's uh, putting my grand, my terrible grandson in his place. Okay. I further approve of him. Like, <laughs> like he's just checking off boxes inside of his head. Yeah. That's I wonder, do you, do, do, do you think, because I wouldn't be surprised. Do you think he said something to Yuki? Because we cut from him looking at him. We cut to um, Kyo and Todu and where they're, they're like walking back. So I'm curious. There was like a little bit of like, time between them having that conversation and yuki showing up so i'm thinking do you think we're gonna get a flashback where he mentioned something to yuki he probably would say something just like take good care of her safe travels back to your house like, like <laughs> how know how you're have, doing yeah how would he right. he would have a lot of time to talk to him really but i think he, he probably was like all right like she's in your guys's hands now mm-hmm. I, I also just kind of yeah. imagined that Yuki was just gathering Toru's things because Kyo had already um, ushered her <laughs> Made out off. the door. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to grab her stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, then let's move to that kind of – it's the final, like, big scene of the show, which is Kyo is kind of, t- t- like, walking with Toru, and he mentions that they heard everything. That he said, like he poor Toto, so embarrassing, and she's so embarrassed. Again, continues the Toto is adorable train of just like great expressions and great use of the animation. Well done, props to uh, the animation team over at um, the studio. Um, but yeah, so he's basically they heard everything, and he sell- tells her ver- basically verbatim what her mom told her. Like, he Mm -hmm. says, it's okay to be selfish sometimes. It's okay to complain. And also, he also says, like, he doesn't know why he she's left him on edge. Yeah. Which I'm like, is that, like, an unintentional, like, confession without it being No, totally. It's 100% is. Because he's, like, what he says is, like, I was so on edge when you left. And, like, I don't know why. And that made me even more on edge. Which is, like, (sighs) such a way of being, like, I care about you. And I'm not used to that. And that creeps me out even more. <laughs> it's so great. Oh, cute. Um, so, but yeah, so he, so Todu starts to cry again and says that she wants to go home. And I just want to take a moment again, another, another example of the show using, in a way, it's telling, in the way it's telling the story, because the musical cue for that moment mm-hmm. is A plus. Like yeah. when the song starts coming in, and it's a very anime thing. I've seen it in other animes before where suddenly the emotional song or maybe the ending song starts to play and or you're and you're getting close to like it tells you that the sh- the episode's about to wrap up, but it still has like the emotional resonance that still makes you want to cry. And it's just so it's just you know, it's certain buttons that when you push them, it just hits people and makes them just like it's the emotional buttons that people have and they are hitting them so head on in this episode and i just love it so much um but yeah so kill blushes when he hears her say that she wants to go home and then he takes her hand he takes her hand he takes it he does he holds it come on let's go home and like it's like before you kind of see that Yuki was coming up like behind them when he takes With the her bags, hand. yeah. And he, immediately after he takes it, Yuki goes in and takes it too. Um and says also like let's go home. And then they have this nice flashback back to the fruits basket game where Todu and then Todu's finally picked but it's by these two boys who are like outstretching their hands to baby Todu who's always adorable and it's just, and then Toto, like, in voiceover, is just, like, she's the luckiest person in the world. Um, and she then you finally can see, got picked! She yeah. finally got picked! 
And just the visual of them walking home with her holding hands with both of them, I will say one thing. Like, just visually, let's break it down. She is the link that between them. She is going to be, she's going to be what forges the bridge between the rat and the cat. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, you guys, sure. You guys, this is happening. It's going to be so great. <laughs> so visual. Exciting. Writing's on the wall now. But, um, Foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I also want to note um, that something that is really interesting and I, I really like is how throughout the show we see Yuki being several, like it, the show always tells us the rat is always ahead of the cat. There's like Yuki's always several steps ahead of Kyo. He will always surpass him. But we see these moments and this is a clear example where it's not necessarily true. Kyo was the one who grabbed her hand. He was the one who made those steps and and like, you know, like had that basically almost confession. He, in a lot of ways, and a lot of times when it is with Toru involved, he's the one who's several he- steps ahead of Yuki. So I'm just like, this love triangle, like, where is it going to go? Like, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm excited. It's coming um, and it's going to hit us hard, like a oh train. Man. Oh, man. Like, you want to root for Kyo, but also, like, come on. You can't be Team Yuki. You can't not be Team Yuki after that episode. Like, you can't not. It's impossible. It is physically impossible. Like, I will break out in hives if I switch (laughs) back. You're going to have an allergic reaction. Because, like, (laughs) Yuki Yuki is the most, like, charming. And, like, he's, like, a dream boy, right? Like, that's what he is. But Kyo has, like, the card where he's, like, more relatable and he's the one who reminds Toru of her mom like how can that not win in the end like and he has red hair just like her mom I mean like I mean there's a lot of evidence slightly more connection to like Kyo than Yuki I mean at this point and maybe like the Mm -hmm. it'll like change the further we go and it kind of seems like they may be doing that especially because like at the end like they have like the whole part where like like, Shigure is, like, yeah. calling Yuki out and everything like that. And so yeah, it just seems... And he I know. Yuki is very satisfying. We don't get to see that that oh, often. No. And, and just suddenly being like, no, I'm not. Like, no, I wasn't. And I'm like, Yeah, oh, and then Yuki. Kyo joins in, too. And he's like, yes, you were. Like... <laughs> yeah. And what, we have what's to fight like him, best, of course. And what was the best reaction? It was just, like, him just, like... No, you were, and then kicks him in the face, which I'm like, that is the most Yuki thing. Again, I love how Yuki, yes, he is like the pretty boy, like the perfect, the dream boy. But at the same time, it's like, but when he's with Kyo, he shows this like other side that is so like anti-dream boy because he's just like (laughs) cocky and like normal. Kyo humanizes him, which Mm -hmm. I think it's just going to be like, again, it's like, I don't know. He, I don't think he realizes just how important Kyo is to him and just how important like how much that dynamic like is helping him self like break out of this idea of what who he should be um and I don't know I feel like at the moment he's taking Kyo for granted but we're soon maybe not soon but like I hope like eventually like not that they'll ever stop fighting because I don't think they'll ever stop fighting. But oh, I think it's they'll. Gotta, it's gotta get yeah. better, right? But it's gonna get better. Or... It'll get better. It just is gonna be like it's never gonna disappear. Yeah, I think it's just gonna, yeah. they're gonna have an appreciation for each other. Whereas now they take both both of each other for granted. I think later on there's gonna be an appreciation where they're still gonna fight. But now they're just going to be like, yeah, but also, like, if anyone messes with him, like, you know, they're going to be kind of like siblings where it's like they're always going to fight. But if someone messes Mm -hmm. with the other, they're like, I got your back, you know? For sure. 
Yeah, yeah. And also the the uh, episode ends with Todu finally call, the, calling them like her new family, which is, again, brings us full circle of like before where she starts out thinking, oh, I, I knew that I, I, how silly was I to think that I could ever be a part of this family. And it ends with her being a part of the family. So it's like yeah. a lot of like emotional narrative arcs are happening and it yeah. happens so efficiently that it's just it's so it's so refreshing it is such a good show it's so good um but yes yeah, so that's the episode yeah yeah before we close one thing i did want to touch on was like the crying just because like i feel like it definitely hit both of, or all three of us right yeah and i've been thinking about it and i feel like she cried Toto cried for different reasons each time i feel like the yeah. first time you know it was the stress of the situation it was the the reluctance to be honest about what she wanted and to feel like a burden and that you're like you know this is technically my family and they're doing this gracious thing even though they suck and i don't and this idea of I don't have a right to want something else. Mm-hmm. Whereas the second time she's crying out of relief. She like, she feels comfortable being honest with Kyo that this is what she wants. And I think like that relief is like one of the most satisfying things is like she, her like feeling good about being honest and vocalizing it. It's just like, that's so good. And also like, yeah, knowing yeah. that her honesty is going to be accepted. Yeah. Too. Like, Kyo- like, said the whole, like, it's okay. Like, he says the same thing as her mom. Like, he's on her side, and he's like, it would piss me off, you know, if somebody, like, was like that every day. <laughs> but you're never like that, so feel free. He gave yeah. her the space to say it for real. Yeah. And, and not only that, but, yeah, oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, too, like, it also shows, like, because, like, being able to be, like, honest like that with any one person takes, like, a lot of, like, being comfortable with your vulnerability, too. And for her to, like, be like that comfortable in her in a vulnerable state with Kyo like it also says a lot about the connection between them too and so I wonder if like that's another thing too is that maybe she like she previously and I mean just like not with Kyo but like with everyone she has she's not ever felt that comfortable yeah like she's never been been that honest about the the actual troubles in her life nobody knew she was in that tent not even her friends Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a big well, step for her. Well, yep. to, uh, in defense, like in on the Team Yuki train, um, who else is like struggles <laughs> to be 100% honest and that's super true, vulnerable? Like they, ha- they share these parallels. Absolutely. So like Kyo is very much himself. Like he knows like, you know, he just is. Whereas, you know, He's Yuki, very honest. Yeah. You know, there are some parallels yeah. between Todu and Yuki that um, mm-hmm. could, you know, create another bond. Create totally. another bond. I'm that's just saying. So- that's a good point. Yay, Team Yuki. Live yay. <laughs> Yeah, it lives on. I feel like we we all support both Team Yuki yeah, and Team Kyo. Like we we have reversible shirts uh, yeah, for the situation. <laughs> basically, like I would just be happy if it just continues to be her holding both her hands. Like I'm like if hey I'm I'm down just for walk that to too. School like that every day, and uh, then walk right? from school like that. Like that oh, would make no me one so ever happy. gets married. They're just these three friends that. Yes. Closer than anyone in the world, yeah. And look out yeah. for each other. It'd be so good. Yeah. Um. I will say another thing, just very briefly, to talk about that moment where she does break down in front of Kyo. Like, I feel like the fact that he says the same thing as her mom is also not only is there like emotional relief over her finally admitting what she wants, but I think there's also a kind of a relief in finding someone, someone else like that, someone else like her mom. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So having people now that are like that will be. 
the mother like that will be what her what's been absent in her life which is her parents which is her mom more more so her mom than her dad because you know you had yuki defend like go like we're let's go home like and defending her and then you have kill being like hey like it's okay and saying exactly the same thing her mom did and i think it's just it that hole that was left in her i don't think it will be ever fully filled because you you it's impossible to fill it but i think to have to make room for other people who can give her that support i think that that was i think the first the moment that she really did realize that and also it makes me also very sad for her friends because it's like they could have offered that to her too <laughs> she just wasn't open with them and it makes me so sad but they're, yeah. they're a great couple they have each other so it's fine um <laughs> but yeah so any closing thoughts about this episode before we go um i'm very curious to see well i mean it's not necessarily about this episode but i'm very curious to see where we go next episode yeah because like i like sometimes i i love and hate previews like at the end of any show (laughs) because sometimes i'm like yes i i want to know what's going on and then sometimes i'm like i don't want to know but in this instance i'm like okay where do we go from here like how does this show get better well, it seemed like they're maybe going to visit the main house or something, really? possibly the main Soma my house. Guess is that, that was uh, the impression I got. My guess is that her friends are going to come over. Oh, right? you could get what you want then, Beatrice. Maybe yeah. she's going to have some real talks with her lady friends now. Yeah, yeah. because I think that's going to be another like big thing too. Is that well, maybe like we won't necessarily like maybe we'll kind of go to the big house too because like I feel like they're still like she's probably obviously still keeping it from like her friends that she's not staying with the Somas. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like at a certain point they're going to like find out, or maybe like this is the episode where they find out. um, And they're like, what? We want to see where these like fools live. Like, (laughs) cause who wouldn't? Oh, Oh, you know what would suck would be like, if like it was revealed at school to everyone and that's going to cause drama. By the mean girls. Yeah, oh, and just everyone weird. starts having ru- like, and 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 you know because of how society is, the boys aren't gonna experience the rumors, but Toru's gonna hear the rumors, and it's all gonna be about Toru and not like them, and it's gonna be like, oh, she's like a, she's a bleep or a bleep, and it's like, no, she's not, and it's like you know, but people are mean even in school and all that. I think um, the only ones who are probably really gonna be mean to her are gonna be the Prince the Yuki girls. fan club. Yeah. yeah. Because those girls suck. They're the worst. I still think it's so funny that they have this mantra where they're like, that one of the top rules in the fan club is you can't ever be friends with him. <laughs> no, that's like the so crazy. Silly. It is. It really the, is. Oh, that's a whole other level of crazy. <laughs> it yes. is. It is. Like, poor But poor I feel like, like with her friends finding out too, that's going to add another layer of like the drama with like Akito and stuff. Because like... I feel like oh you think I they're gonna find person. out about the secret yeah not more girls they we can't have all these girls visiting yeah well, gotcha. but I feel like it's one of those things too because maybe like they were like oh well we don't want you well because Yuki even said he's like well don't tell like you haven't told your friends right because like if you tell them then like if Akito decides to like. I guess, like, mind control you or whatever, hypnotize you, um, then, like, they'll have to do it to, like, them, too. And so it's kind of like this, like, butterfly effect kind of thing. And so I wonder if, like, now she finally gets permission that she can tell her friends because, like, she is accepted in this household. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. Do you guys think that we're going to get more, like, kind of maybe, like, you know, if her mom did have a sketchy past, do you think we're going to get some, like, because they just introduced that this episode. Are we going to get more mm -hmm. fallout from that, maybe? Like, say, like, I don't know if she was, like, in a gang, suddenly, like, what if, like, in a rival gang suddenly shows up, and then, like, Kyo and Yuki <gasps> oh have to use their God. skills to fight the gang. I don't know. This sounds oh, amazing, man. first that off. That sounds like a really good side <laughs> episode, for sure. I was sure. like, this sounds like a great spinoff, like, series. Right? <laughs> like, and then, I you know, and then her it. friend, like, takes over the game that was left behind by the mom, and she's like, don't worry, we got you, Todu. Like, we're here for you. <laughs> Yeah. And they like, give her a jacket. jacket. It's totally gonna be yes. like Riverdale style. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> it's it writes itself, y'all. It's great. <laughs> it doesn't really write itself. We're just stealing We ideas. can help write it for them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We'll steal yeah. ideas from other shows for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um but yeah, okay. Well, uh Michelle, do you have any closing thoughts? Did you give any? We have to talk about Kyo having the best joke the whole episode when he tries to shout his way. Yes! yes! The, the framing and the way he screams and then Yuki like, immediately pushes him on the ground. It's so funny. <laughs> like, of course he would also. Like, look, he lived, like, in, like, he went to the mountains to train. Like, maybe his <laughs> master was, like, far <laughs> away and he had to, like, scream, to yell down like, mountains. excuse me. Yeah, you know, like, he... What you know? It's cute. We have to. Logic makes sense. He's like, oh, they probably can't hear you. Hang on, give me a second. Scream louder. Kills me. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That was. It really is like the best moment. Um. That was. I think that was the funniest moment of the episode. Oh yeah. Um, I also. I really appreciated that Kyo was like. Um. He's like, I like looking around, and Shiguri's like. What are you doing? And he's like, I'm looking for nail clippers. Nail clippers like, yeah. and then he's like, Hey, and then Shiguri's like, If you're looking for that note, like Yuki already took it. <laughs> like, like he, he already dang knows. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Shiguri, I think, was very like, because there's that moment where Yuki kind of looks at Shiguri and looks back at the note, then looks at Shiguri and then just kind of slyly takes it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, and he and Shiguri just kind of like smiles behind the newspaper. And like, you want to get back? Not only that, yeah. but he was just like, I, oh, that he totally intentionally just left it there for them. Yeah. He was just like, I'm just gonna wait and see what they do. Um, leave her right on the front table. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, and I, that, yeah, I, one more thing. I like how he was like, "Look, just come in, just join us in our family." Because if you don't, then all this stuff that they did for you would have been in vain. I love this Shigeru's <laughs> logic. He's like, "It's fine, yes, don't worry about it." trip her if she feels yes. like a burden for leaving. She'll have to stay yeah, forever. He knows exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, um, that does it for us. You can find out all the info on this podcast at overlyanimated.com. You can join us on Discord to text chat about animation at overlyanimated.com slash Discord. You can support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Um, thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Sagittarius, aka Buzz Lightyear. And thanks as always to our Patreon executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, Hugh, and Michael. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.